was the night before Christmas, and all through the White House, not an agent was stirring, nor the president's spouse. Pictures of Lincoln and Washington were hung by the chimney with great flair, loved by all Americans, because they treated the Constitution with great care. The president was nestled all snug in his bed, while visions of executive orders and approval ratings danced in his head. When out on the White House lawn there arose a strange matter, with things so secure, what could cause such a clatter? Away to the window flew the president in a dash. He tore open the shutters and winced by the flash. There floated a ship, of which kind he did not know, eerie, even spooky, as it gave off an ominous glow. In the shape of a saucer, with the middle a great sphere. The president had one thought. After this, I'll need more than a beer. He stood there silent and staring until when? A door opened and out came eight little green men. One by one they quickly marched through the White House and into the President's room. In they came, as if on a mission, and filling the President with doom. They all looked the same, short bodies and heads a little too large. One stepped forward, letting the President know he was in charge. With the wink of a big black eye and a nod from his elongated head, Surely, he was letting the president know he had nothing to dread. He raised both hands, and from a mouth, which was no more than a crease, said to the president, perfect English, I come in peace. It's a Christmas Conspiracy Ronald Wilson Reagan took office on January 20, 1981, by a landslide victory over one-term President Jimmy Carter. Reagan would serve eight years and has become one of the most popular presidents in American history. But there is something that most Americans don't know. Reagan became known by ufologists and those on the inside of UFO research. As the most open proponent, of the existence of UFOs and an extraterrestrial presence than any other president in history. During the Cold War, Reagan would give a speech on September 21, 1987, before the United Nations General Assembly, hinting of an alien threat. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish 
if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Did Reagan know something? What does his warning mean? Earlier in 1985 at the Geneva summit, President Ronald Reagan and Soviet Premier Mikhail Gorbachev took a break from negotiations to take a walk. Only their private interpreters were present, and for years, the details of what they talked about were kept secret from both the Russian and American public. But during a 2009 interview with Charlie Rose and Reagan's Secretary of State George Shultz, Gorbachev revealed that Reagan asked him point-blank if they could set aside their differences in case the world was invaded by aliens. Schultz was talking about the Lake Geneva summit and mentioned the two leaders ducked out of a meeting to take a walk to a nearby cabin. I wasn't there, Schultz said before Gorbachev cut him off. From the fireside house, President Reagan suddenly said to me, what would you do if the United States were suddenly attacked by someone from outer space? Would you help us? I said, no doubt about it. He said, we too. Gorbachev finished with, so that's interesting. To understand why Reagan may have such an interest in alien threats and in the world uniting against an off-world invasion, there are a few stories which may shed some light. The first involved a UFO sighting in 1974, while he was governor of California. Reagan and two of his security personnel were aboard a Cessna on a flight to Bakersfield, California. Reagan's attention was called to a bright light that appeared to be following the plane. Startled by what he saw, he went to the cockpit and pointed it out to the pilot, Bill Painter. Painter said it appeared to be a steady light about several hundred yards away. It then appeared to become elongated and shot up at a 45-degree angle at a high rate of speed. Painter would state he knew of no craft that could accelerate with such a burst of speed. Reagan asked Painter to follow the strange light, which he did, until it shot up and out of sight. Reagan would end up discussing what he saw with the Washington bureau chief for the Wall Street Journal, Norman Miller, but never publicly spoke of it again. The second story comes from actress Shirley MacLaine. MacLaine claims that actress Lucille Ball told her that Reagan had confided in her some years before and told her that on the way to a party in Los Angeles with wife Nancy, they encountered a UFO on the ground, blocking their car. Supposedly, an alien exited the craft and communicated with Reagan telepathically, saying, Leave acting and go into politics. This sounds like a ridiculous story, but Ball in her biography, and later supported by entertainer Steve Allen, confirmed that when the Reagans appeared at the party late, they appeared shaken, and Reagan said, they had seen a UFO. Her biography doesn't say anything about communicating with an alien, though. And lastly, there's one more story involving Reagan that includes a transcript of a supposed recording made in March of 1981 of a briefing by CIA Director William Casey at Camp David. Along with Casey, the president was allegedly briefed by a CIA Black Projects insider known as the caretaker. 
The caretaker is said to have been in charge of all UFO issues since 1960 for the CIA. I'll be honest. Before now, I've never heard of this caretaker. What the caretaker supposedly briefed the president about is interesting, but besides the person known as the caretaker, his information is not new. The caretaker claimed that two UFOs crashed in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947, and we've discussed this topic in an earlier episode. But supposedly, several aliens were recovered, all dead except one, who had only minor injuries. All were taken to Roswell Army Air Base, the wreckage sent to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, and the living alien was sent to Sandia Labs, where special housing was set up for him. He lived there until his death in 1952 and supplied the government with a great amount of technical information. The caretaker went on to discuss four other races of extraterrestrials that visit Earth, one of which is considered hostile and behind the alien abductions. There are a number of other issues discussed, one of which was said to be so highly classified that they were not prepared to go into it with the president at that time. Just imagine if all of this were true. Mind-blowing. But the only confirmed story is the UFO sighting Reagan experienced on his flight to Bakersfield. This may be the very thing that opened the president's mind to the possibility of visitors from the stars, and may even be one reason why in later years he was worried about a threat from space. I like to think Reagan knew something the general public doesn't, Like maybe he really was briefed about aliens from Roswell. What will you believe?